everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pre-game and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, play against your friends, your family, play against your co-host, and finally settle a debate on who knows their stuff best. This week, we're obviously going to be covering the Sunday night matchup of the Chargers versus the Raiders. But before we do that, let's talk all the fun of Week 18, the playoffs, the wins and losses we all suffered in the fantasy championships, and maybe even a little bit of Dynasty. Tate, are you still fired up? I'm still trying to keep the hype up, the momentum, and despite the sadness of the fantasy season being over. So I entered Monday Night Football, Big Ben Roethlisberger's swan song at Heinz Field. Needing a little bit of help from TJ Watt to secure my only fantasy championship of the year. And your boy came up with four sacks against Baker Mayfield. You are Took welcome. me home. I got myself a chip. So, yeah, I'm still feeling those good vibes. I'm still feeling it. You know, I, I just – now what do I do with myself? Now I got to play Winview. I got to play – I got to play anything else that keeps me preoccupied now that I don't have my season-long teams anymore right i mean dynasty yeah. never stops i'm already no, I threw some offers out there i threw my yeah. offers out there i already got told like dude take take a break um and that's kind know. of my reaction too because i've got several <laughs> offers sitting in some dynasty leagues and, and then getting tagged like hey sent you an offer it's like okay can i can i just i need to digest this fantasy season it's kind of like when you've gone out and had a big meal like a big sit down barbecue you've had brisket you went for the biscuits you even got the extra mac and cheese on the side like you just went heavy on the carbs with like an also big barbecue meal like i need time to digest like i can't talk about food again for like three days and that's kind of how i feel about trading and dynasty it's like i i love it but i'm not ready first off is that how you go in at a at a all you can eat barbecue is is the brisket and, and mac and cheese. Well, I go brisket first, and then like because in California we are really good at doing ribs. I'll say we can do that, but by extension of other places that do barbecue brilliantly, like obviously it's mm. nothing that compares to. So if I get near any state that has amazing barbecue, I have to start with the brisket because I just love brisket. So a little brisket. A little mac and cheese is fine. Yep. I personally prefer the bacon mac and cheese if done correctly. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, 100%. And then I'm throwing in some sort of mashed taters to go along with it. I'm going full comfort food. Like I'm going full oh, yeah. blown. I'm not moving off the couch. And I disagree with you, though. Uh, being the glutton that I am, I want, want all more? the food. I can get all the dynasty trades I can get, all the talk I can get. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. That, you know, once that stuff resets and reopens and you're open to trade again, I'm already sending out feelers. And, uh, sure. you know, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm that guy at the Super Bowl party, too. Like, yo, what do you think? Like, I'm already trying to plant the seeds in someone's head. You know, Jonathan Taylor might not be like what he was this year. You know, like I'll throw you a first and another player. Like, you know, I'm not probably not working for Jonathan Taylor anymore. But the point <laughs> is, I am always working value. Value on yeah. value on value. It's all about the value. I get that. I know I got a couple trade offers um, in one league that is a super flex league. So I managed to win the championship in that league. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yay for me. All things are awesome. Pat, pat, your, pat your back. It's all right. It's all right. Thank you. Okay. And okay. also, thank you, Jamar Chase. Thank you, Najee Harris, for saving me. 
You survived Najee Harris in the semifinals then. Good. No, I had him. I had Najee Harris and I had Jamar Chase. So it was just like, thank you for all the amazingness that you brought me. Like, yay. No, I'm saying that he, like Najee was great all season, had a dud in most semifinal rounds, right? Yeah. Killed yeah. a lot, killed a lot of championship bids. But if you made it to the championship round, he mm-hmm. paid off. He did. In, in week 17. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that was lots yeah. to unravel in that Steelers game. Like such an emotional game on so many levels. It was great. It was very emotional. I I'm not a crying person. Like I just can't no- naturally cry. Like even when I'm sad, something happens. You know, it's just like oh no. Like I I don't cry. But when it comes to sports, I get so emotional, and that's like the only time that like water actually tries to come out of these things. It's like ridiculous. Think about it. Like you you've given. Ben Roethlisberger is a future Hall of Famer, and mm-hmm. he's given the Steelers, the organization, as you well know, 18 quality years. And there was a sense between the crowd and Ben himself that this was it, right? That this yeah. was this was the last time. This that was a mutual was recognition do. of right. Thank you for what you've done. You are now moving on, and it was like you know playing the Green Day song at every graduation of just like you know, <laughs> it's I over. hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song too, but it's like kind of, it just felt like that moment every time I was like, someone's about to play this music and I'm just not going to be okay with it. Like my, you know, my dad let it play too. Like he was, he went with me when I was um, moving from Tampa, Florida to like Williamsburg, Kentucky to play like lower level college level college football. Right. And uh, that song came on and like, I'm like, dad, change the channel. This sucks. Like <laughs> what's wrong with you? And like, you know, like, why are you being emotional? I'm like, well, I'm an emotional yeah. cat. Dad, I'm sorry. You re- you raised this. Congrats. Uh, okay, but let's talk about the future of the Steelers post. <laughs> you, you, I know how you and I are. We just go on our tangents, and then we just live in tangents. But the future of the Steelers, obviously, they're going to have to figure out who the hell is going to be the quarterback because it is not going to be Mason Rudolph going forward. We didn't get to see any practice Dwayne Haskins, so we don't know what that's going to be. That contract was only for a year as well, so it's not right. like – it's a done deal that he's going to be the starter next year. Um, I did have a lot of faith that should he need to play. I I feel like Mike Tomlin's a great coach for him. So I like him to help him get him better. But all the talk this offseason has to do with veterans coming in. They want to win now. Um, Danger's joining in and saying Russell to Pittsburgh market. I don't think that Russ is going to end up in Pittsburgh. I have to disagree. Danger. I just don't see it. I don't feel like he fits their scheme. Do you? Well, so think, so think about it, right? So finances do come into play but when it comes to this type of stuff, right? They don't have this cap space. I do not well, think they do. I mean, hold on. I mean, they're going to have Big Ben off the books coming yeah. into, going into next year. They're also probably not bringing back Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, he was not a astronomical contract by any means, but I think he signed a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, for like... He signed a one-year deal. He also took less money than where he could have gone elsewhere. So keeping in mind how Juju just loves the city and the city loves him, and I mean, he's not playing at the level that he can achieve getting a bigger contract that he wants anyways. I could imagine him saying, like, sitting around the table, be like, well, who's gonna... Who else is here? Because I'll... I'll play again if you want me to, if someone else comes in that I want to play with, like I could also see that happening. And if he takes another contract equal to what he just did for another single year, that's a good deal to me um, to keep that depth for their receivers. Well, right. And, but you're also going to have to 
likely re-sign Minka Fitzpatrick. Like that's he's on his the, the last year of his deal in 2022. Yeah. So I mean, you're probably he's going to want some sort of extension. Um, yeah, I think Joe Hayden is on the like, last year as well. He needs an extension. So I mean, there, there's some money that may already be spoken for slash allocated, but I think heading into next season, they the Steelers are going to be around like the 12th most cap available. Okay. Once it actually starts, but now that money can be spoken for pretty quickly now. And in particular, if Minka signs like resets the safety market or something like that, which he sure. will, he's that good. Um, but I mean, you start thinking Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, any of those marquee franchise level quarterbacks that are disgruntled, even now, granted, we don't know about the situation with Deshaun Watson, but I mean, don't like, you put that evil on my team. <laughs> I'm just look, I, I'm not, I, again, we do not know how that is going to play out in a, in, a, in a court of law. If it's what's happened, what didn't happen, that's not for us to determine. We no, don't know. But I, but I still, I feel like just how much everyone in the media talks is still just talking about him and where he's going to land. It's just, right. it, it frustrates the hell out of me. Cause I'm like, why does this guy even still get to talk about having a job? Like, can we talk about anything else until that well, gets resolved? Like it's such what, a huge issue. Well, the problem is, is that he it's, it's how often can you think of Sam in like NFL history where a guy is like at that position is available at that age, like on the open market, uh, supposedly because the Texans have publicly pretty much divorced him, even though he's still under contract. So it's just weird. It, it, you know, it it's draws definitely weird. It's definitely because weird. The speculation that goes along with it. That's all because where is he going to go? Like, yeah. uh, unless he's brought up on criminal charges, which how long has this investigation been open again? Like a long time. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying he's innocent or guilty. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just, I'm strictly saying that like, this is still a, a very, very unresolved situation that could go either way because no one really knows. It's just the, the number of accusations is just so – it feels like you want to condemn him because, like, is there really 22 people making shit up? Like, excuse my language, but I don't think so. I think something happened, which he should be probably punished or suspended – I don't know, though. I, I, that's wrong, and I'm not the judge, jury, and ex no, executioner but here. My only thought on all of it is until it gets resolved, I think that it should just it should just be put into a conversation that's like, cool, we're not going to talk about that until we get a resolution. Because right. if, if, if all of that does come to fruition and it he, he is convicted and all of these things, then you're just going to have all of this other stuff backlogged of like, cool, you guys – like everything was talked positively about him maybe getting this contract and all this th good things happening. And it's like, I'd rather just not talk about that person and just like, let's put it on the shelf because this could be triggering. Okay. So if you want to hear on the fantasy debate, this is our show. If you don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson, we will not talk about Deshaun Watson. That's fine. Let's so, not talk about him. All right. All right. Fair flag enough. Isn't, so, we're not talking about Deshaun Watson. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Flag. I, I so let's focus focus on Rodgers, though. Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson, because what's very unique, I think, about both of them is they both, to me, clearly still have, obviously, Rodgers is an MVP candidate. Is he likely going to get it? Yes. But I still think that Russell Wilson has plenty left in the tank that they could each go on to get to head to more Super Bowls with whatever team that they are with, as long as they have the right team around them. My reason for thinking the Steelers are not going to land one of them is 
they're too elite to settle for a team that doesn't have an offensive line to protect them. Like not even about money. I don't think that a team that they're going to feel confident that they have that support around them in order to play at their level. Like, do they have good receivers? Do they have a good offensive core that, you know, Rogers would love to be able to throw to all of them? Absolutely. Do they have a really fun running back that, you know, they can play off of with Najee Harris? Absolutely. But I just don't think that they're in the point of their career that they're like, yeah, I don't mind getting sacked 15 times. Like, no. Well, well, while I agree that there's some offensive line issues that probably need to be addressed in the offseason for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Kendrick Green probably is not best suited for a center role in the National Football League. Like, move him over to guard or something like that. I think he can contribute or he can rotate or he can be a depth guy. I, but I don't – do I think he should – play the center role in the national football league. I don't. Um, So there's some issues, right? Like I get where you're coming from, but those elite level quarterbacks in particular, Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. those guys know how to get the ball out of their hands quickly. I mean, he's been without David Bakhtiari, who's the best pass blocking offensive left tackle in the national football league the entire year. And you still don't see Rodgers getting harassed all that much. Like, that's a huge loss, yet he's made do. Like, elite-level quarterbacks know how to get the ball out of their hands, and Rodgers is the antithesis of that. Now, Russ is different, given that Russ likes to buy time, and part of his – what makes Russ Russ is that he can just – Scramble. You know, he does the pirouette stuff, like – you know, like he's a ballerina on the football field. No one can he catch him. Thing it's weird. that I used to do in college when my friends would try to get me to play Halo and I didn't understand <laughs> what I was doing. So I would just run in circles, but also like my character would be looking everywhere because I didn't understand how to like look and run. And it was just that, that he does that to buy time. And it, though it looks really like, you know what you're doing. I feel like he doesn't, he shouldn't have to do that much scrambling to stay effective. Like it's great that it's he like can. when you're playing Madden. It's like when you're playing Madden, you're not, you don't expect the guy to run back 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and just keep going backwards and zigzagging back and forth. But Russ does that because it's just Russ. It's what he yeah. does. Um, but I'll also say this when it comes to the Steelers, before we move on in the post big Ben era, Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has shown some concerns since coming back from the injury that he suffered to his finger when Aaron Donald, like, freakishly just kind of caught his finger, like one of his fingers on his throwing hand. Like, he he just hasn't been the same. He he took it and put it on the mantle next to the one he has of Drew Brees' finger. That's what he did. It's weird. It's a weird (laughs) mantle to have. That's a weird mantle room. (laughs) Yeah. It's Aaron Donald. It's not me. I mean, I mean, imagine Aaron Donald having a room specifically dedicated to, to you know, like like a handprint or something like that. He's, he's asked for their gloves after the game, too. He's like, can I have your glove? Like, why? You don't want my jersey? No, I just want your glove. So then he can be like, I got another one. Another one. Yeah. He's got like a clothes hanger or something in his closet. Like, so creepy. That's weird. All right. <laughs> now that we've determined that. So let's focus on week 18, though. Okay. Let's focus on week eight. That's a nice segue. segue. Yeah, so many segues and lots to talk about in that division. Obviously, I think in the postseason, what what the Browns going to look like? What are they going to do with Baker Mayfield? I think that a lot of people are saying, you know, Baker's washed. It's this conversation that happens every year. And it's it's the conversation. People are saying these things. I'm not saying these things. Even as a Steelers fan, I don't think that Baker's washed. I think that he is just playing 
insanely hurt and he needs some time to get better and then he can come back like normal Baker. I think I think the Monday night massacre that took place and it wasn't really a massacre. It was just more of like a Monday night um, meltdown for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Some of it had to do with the fact that they were trying to single block TJ Watt. Like (laughs) what in the hell are you thinking? Like, don't do that. What, what? First off, don't do that. Second, Baker Mayfield, he knows what the play calls are. He knows what the protection calls are. He knows if you've got an an offensive lineman that can't really compete with T.J. Watt, don't hold the football. Get it out of your hands. And that's not – Baker right now is not 100% healthy. And I, to me, he looked like a guy, Sam. I'm not going to kill him because I know he's playing hurt. I get it. He's not 100% healthy. But he looked like he had the yips or something, right? Like he was seeing ghosts. Like he yeah. was holding the ball way too long. Mm-hmm. And he got sacked nine times in that game. And I, I feel like I can confidently – I mean, I know you do the the like the podcast with Maddie, which is great. When she takes a closer look at this, I don't know that she's going to go – that offensive line looked like hell against Pittsburgh. I think it was more on Baker holding the football, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was a, look I, back I think it was a combination. The look yeah. back, my apologies. <laughs> Thank you for remembering what other podcasts well, I did. <laughs> I, I, know, I was just, I'm, 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 I'm spinning in my hand. I'm like, what the hell is the name of the podcast? And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm just having too many rosés. My apologies. <laughs> you are forgetting. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a anchor man. <laughs> You are forgiven. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was a combination of both. Um, and I think that next season we're going to see more Baker Mayfield. I don't think that he's going away. I am interested to see how he plays against the Bengals uh, tomorrow, though. The Bengals are – they're well on their way. They look they look fantastic. They've already got in. And I think that um, Joe Burrow and that team, they've kind of hit a very interesting stride. The defense is – actually doing a much more succinct and um, a better job at being consistent as well as of the last couple games and taking that kind of positive momentum. I think that the Bengals are going to be a big threat in the playoffs. They've been all right all year. I mean, Trey Hendrickson is like, I think fourth or fifth in the league with 14 sacks. Like, I mean, he's been a a huge addition from the New Orleans Saints. Like, yeah, I I, I think maybe I mean more like some of the things I've noticed earlier in the season where they had a lot of penalties, a lot of little mistakes that were that needed a lot of cleaning up. And they're they're definitely working on those things. And you can see it. They look a lot cleaner. Look, I've I've always been a huge Joe Burrow advocate. Like there's something about him that just speaks like fun. He's fun to watch. Well, he's got that. To me, he's got that it factor, right? Like to me, he's he's got the moxie. He's got the the poise when when bolts are flying at him. Like it doesn't seem to overwhelm him. And you've also he's got some pretty damn nice weapons too, with like Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. Like they've got I'm, that offensive line is better than I thought, though. Like I, yeah. I, I when I thought that they passed on Panay Sewell, I was like, Ugh, like. He just got killed last year. Like he's recovering from a knee injury. I know. Like, I was. I. I mean, we were talking about it this right. last season. How like, oh, clearly Joe Burrow is going to make the calls in this organization. Like, oh, we're going to take Penny Sewell, and it's like, no, no, you're going to go get my guy. And they're like, no, we need to protect you. And he's like, no, you don't need to protect me. Go get my guy. Well, that, that guy is that guy is that guy though. He's that dude. But that guy is Jamar Chase, and he is going to be 
just an insane talent at the You're position. You're saying he's going to be. He already is. He you is. Can make a case. Like, he's I'm, already I'm the best in the league. Like, he is. He's looking fantastic. I'm just thinking, like, this guy over the course of X number of years, you're right. going to look back and think, we are sitting at the beginning of this story, and we should just be excited that we now get to read this story of Jamar Chase's NFL career. It is going to be you're, insane. You start thinking, like, great all-time, like, one-two connections, right, between quarterback, receiver. You start, I mean, like, Chase is doing this in his rookie year. Yeah. He's doing he's doing it in his rookie year, but also what really helps is the re other receivers on that team that are all super young as well. So that's Higgins. Such, that longevity of this core is insane. And obviously, you know, I can definitely still appreciate it despite being a Steelers fan. Like this this division is going to be insane. And now the Bengals have been with them are going to be able to take it to the next level to stay with this competitive level of okay. Now, for the, how many years in a row are we going to continue to see the Bengals always in the playoffs? Because they're always going to be a threat because of this core. Well, I'll ask you, like, of some of the quarterbacks that may be available, and I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be available, but, I mean, for the Steelers, is it Baker Mayfield? Is it, like, do you get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater? Do you get a guy like Jameis Winston? Like, or do you go to the draft? Because you, I think you have some pieces right now, Sam, for the Steelers. That could we do have pieces. Yes, we do have pieces. I I think of the names you said, and it's probably gonna be surprising because I think that there was part of the chatter in the offseason. But I I now looking at how things have shaken out, I wouldn't be mad about having Jameis Winston. Having that type of arm would actually be very would fit really well with our group. Are you making that face? Because you know I'm like kind of half eating my words. Well, when we no, 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 no. I'm not making the – look, Jameis has always flashed the ability, right? Like He has had the ability. Boston, but... He's coming off yeah. now a serious knee injury. So it's yeah. like, okay, is he going to be right? You know, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is going to, again, like going to walk out the door there in Denver, but I'm just looking at like, you know, free agent guys or maybe – veterans that may be available not free agents but available like maybe matt ryan or something like that like you know yeah what are some players that would be able to come in and really be able to maximize the steelers window because right now on the defensive side of the football they've got some they got some pieces sam and you know this they've I mean, got some I'm really not... good pieces i think i i i would be more of the mind that like, yes, the veteran is the answer and we can still go for it now. We can still be competitive now if we can in the off season really fix these offensive line issues, because I just don't know that we're going to hit our stride in this window that you're saying. And I agree like, we have a lot of talent in these parts, but we're not going to be successful if we don't address this huge problem. If you could get Rogers, it would be great. I don't think you'll be, be able to get Aaron Rogers. That's probably, yeah. I mean, He'd look great in our colors, but like, no, I don't think it will happen. I mean, I think the city would love Russ too. Um, but yeah, but I don't think Russ, Russ is also expensive. He's top dollar. He's market value. Like, yeah, they're just money, money, money. We'll see. But um, I think it makes more sense to do something like pull in someone like Jameis Winston, and because he's going to be coming and playing off of an injury, I don't think that we're going to have to pay as much for him. And I think right. that that's going to leave money for us to address this offensive line issue and then be able to be successful 
with that type of a core? Is it going to be at the level that you would be with Rodgers under center? No, but I mean, you've also seen other teams find success despite having like not the best quarterback. Like the Broncos really gave it to the Chiefs today. And I feel like they should have won that game today. And I think that it, that shows that because their defense is insanely good and they've got such other good talents that can make everyone else look good. Maybe we're just going to have to be like that. Maybe we're going to have to be like, everything else looks good except for this one part, but it helps make up for that. <laughs> well, you say that and then it's, but the interesting part would be for me anyway, how in the world do you, do you transfer like, like the success of like someone like Ben Roethlisberger to Jameis Winston? Do you trust him to be able to, to, to drive the ship like, or do you want it? Cause the Steelers are going to probably gonna be picking in what the teens, if, if they don't make the playoffs, like they'll be picking in the teens. Yeah. I think um, it's 17 that we get. Right. I mean, right, right now, if they, yeah. if the season were to end right now, like they'd be picking right there, like late teens. Like I, I know this is a quarterback class. It's kind of weird that you don't have like a, like a clearly defined top two or three, but yeah, I mean, there isn't, there isn't a Trevor Lawrence in this draft. There isn't a Joe Burrow in this draft. This isn't, that's not the scenario we're looking in. Um, correct. Could someone fall like Sam Howell? Like, you know, I mean, probably you, if you want to take them, like, I mean, like somebody who disappointed last year, but like has tools, like, do you, do you think you can win with a, a rookie quarterback? Like probably not. Like, do you want to maximize that window? I would your defense, yeah. TJ Watt. I mean, like, you know, others, I just, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's Sam. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It's uh, I, 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 but I want to focus on week 18. I just, I love this conversation about speculation. It's, it's... I know. And that's what we get to look forward to more in the off season is all the fun. You're talking about the Steelers. This is a Steelers show. This is all this is. It's a Steelers show. Thanks. Thank you. You knew this was the plan. This was the plan the entire time. You're I did my brain. Not try and do that. No, that was no. I don't have any notes written down that say just force Tate to speculate on the Steelers with you for 30 minutes. Um, but somehow I managed to do that. So Let's talk more week 18. There's plenty of matchups that still have a lot to play for. This is a really fun playoff picture. There is really every single team has to play to win scenario. Like this isn't a week 18 where, or a scenario where it's the last week of the season and, you know, every team is phoning it in. That's not the case. I mean, despite the fact that the Eagles are playing with uh, 12 players on COVID and they're intentionally not playing Jalen Hurts. They're still staying competitive. They're about to start the third quarter. They're down to the Cowboys uh, 30 to 17, but they're still, they're still trying to get it in there. Like they're not giving up. Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting because Dak Prescott has been one of the more head scratching cases of, of, of 2021's NFL season. Right. I mean, yeah. Won't feel like he went through a lull when he came back from his ankle injury. Was he fully healthy? Who knows? But now he's got four tutties on only 16 pass completions against the Eagles. Are the Eagles any good? Are I mean, they're, they don't have Jalen Hurts. A lot of questions, right? But other Week 18 matchups, before we get into our win view, Sunday night matchup, the winner in um, showdown between the Raiders and the Chargers. Yeah, there's plenty to sink our teeth into. I mean, the Steelers and Ravens is kind Steelers of Ravens is, I mean, is I know, a very. I know we just belabored the Steelers, but this is an interesting scenario where if is. the Steelers do win, does it help? Yes, but more importantly, they need the Jags to beat the Colts. <laughs> Correct. Which 
I don't know what to expect. I think the two and fourteen Jags are gonna beat Jonathan Taylor. Because it's not even like I'm asking, like, are the Jags they gonna beat Jonathan Taylor? And I guess the follow-up question to that is, I mean, what's the Colts scenario? Do they is it a must-win for seeding for them, or are they oh comfortable just being in? Because in that case, could they rest Jonathan Taylor and that would give the Jags the chance? Because that's the only chance in my mind the Jags have at winning is if they have if they bench Jonathan Taylor to rest him. They're not they're not resting Jonathan Taylor. No. Um, I mean, that, if, they have a me, not the the, if they have a chance not to make the playoffs, then why would you rest Jonathan Taylor? I mean, yeah. Taylor has kind of got like an MVP bid going. Like that's how does. damn good he's been this year, which is wild. Um, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting game. It's in Indianapolis as well. Like it's <laughs> – it's gonna be a very fun game to watch, Jonathan. Taylor. That's a tall order. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, that, that's why I'm I'm not predicting. I I think this is probably the end of the road for um for our guy, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. But yeah, but that all true. being said, um, yeah. I mean, we saw Jonathan Taylor earlier this year just <laughs> torch. Uh, it was part of that, like, I think it was eight-game stretch where he had 100 yards rushing. Uh, Jonathan Taylor went, like, for, like, 116 in a tutty against Jacksonville. and Yep. 116 in a touchdown. He had 21 attempts. And he even had six catches. It's just an insane – he's had an insane season. It's – I mean, when you're thinking about dynasty prospects and you think about where you're going to take – if you go running back early, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has to be number one off the board, right? He's my number one dynasty running back right now. Yeah, number one dynasty. For yeah, redraft, I mean, even, even over even over McCaffrey, who can't seem to stay healthy right now. I mean, I which, think because of the way that injuries shook out for McCaffrey this season, this kind of has taken him for me out of that top three. Like you're rotating these three guys at the top position because now it's two years of us having to draft him and then be let down. So it's kind of like, all right, well, I may be okay with taking him at the end of the first. But who do I trust? I mean, who, I trust Derrick Henry. I trust yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Henry. Dalvin um, Cook. I mean, Cook's up there too with that conversation. Uh, I mean, certainly Najee Harris, his volume. Najee I trust, Harris. PPR, I trust I mean, Najee Harris's volume um, compared Eckler. to everybody else. Right. I mean, so I mean, Eckler, I mean, I, I think that's the top four. I yeah, mean, I, I we're starting to name players that are really pushing him down the ranks that I would and, rather McCaffrey have. McCaffrey and Eckler are, are like neck and neck right now to me. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'd rather have McCaffrey. I mean, to me, it's it's McCaffrey. McCaffrey has the higher ceiling, but yeah, it's it's a conversation and it should be. It is, but what makes it messier as well is it just feels like Carolina really doesn't know what to do with the quarterback situation that they have. I mean, they've gone back and forth between Cam and Darnold, and I know that McCaffrey is quarterback proof. I know that, but it's just also one other thing that muddies the waters. Do you think that Matt Rule is still the head coach next year in Carolina? I mean... I mean, he made the decision... I think he should be, but I think he will be. So, I can't confirm this, but... Sources? He, no, I, I, I don't have any. Um, so this is all pure speculation. I call it Tation. No, Tate, yes. get it? My last name? All right, I, cool. I, I got it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, 
But when we're talking about, you know, Matt Rule taking the job, right? He had a decision to make on Cam Newton. They let him go. And he brings Cam back in, knowing that Sam Darnold is probably going to be coming back at some point. Then he's splitting reps, and it's all kinds of just – it makes no sense. No. Like, messy. you can't have that stuff from a head coach. No. You need conviction. You need a plan. You need, like, like leadership. And I just don't feel like you have that from Matt Rule. I think he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And you bring in Cam Newton, who's a kind of a legend in Carolina – the, this organization, right? I mean, mm-hmm. say what you want about his exit, but the dude is arguably the greatest dual threat quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. He's in the conversation. He's definitely in the conversation. Um, and what he's done for, you know, the organization, for the fans, like Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Like, I mean, like yeah, he's he's done a lot. So that's the other thing. Uh, to me, see, it's just it adds to the muddiness of then why do you bring him back? Like, yeah. Why? Like you, you traded draft picks for Sam Darnold. I mean, I get he was injured, but what? <laughs> what? I just, I just don't uh, get, I don't it. get it. I'm sorry. I'm my, my bad. I'm just like my nat. My, my reaction was your flabbergasted. That does not make sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really make a lot of sense and it is very confusing. But to me, all of that just kind of goes back to when I'm drafting and it's in redraft and I'm looking at, you know, teams of players where it's like, okay, am I avoiding anyone here? I'm probably avoiding several people in Carolina as a result of this season. <laughs> just well, not only Carolina, not only Carolina, and I don't want to go, I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole. But do we avoid Saquon Barkley? That's a very real conversation. Like, I mean, we just listed off a bunch of running backs that we would rather have than Christian McCaffrey, and we didn't even mention Saquon Barkley. Like, I love Saquon. Like, I know. As a player, like, I do. Like, yeah, no, I love him as well. You but... love his quads. Like, I mean, like, I, I love his quads. I'm envious of his quads. Quad envy. Hashtag quad envy. It's hard. It, it's hard to admit that. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, if I had to buy extra large pants, because just of my quads, I feel really good about myself as a human being. Uh, <laughs> but it, but in all real all reality, like, are you comfortable drafting Saquon in the second round? Because I don't even want to put him in the first round conversation right now. He's not performing on a third or fourth round level right now. Like he's not. He's not. So, but that's why, like, that's where I'm, I'm dipping the toes in. I'm like, are you good at the second round? No, we're not even good at the third. No. Are we good at the fourth round? 12-team PPR league? Saquon sitting on the board in the fourth round? I understand all the reasons why not to. Right. I'm not going to. But that's where we're living, and that is weird. <laughs> because he's so, like, at his peak. And it's hard to, like, not remember him at his peak because it was, like, so not long ago. It was, like, it felt like yesterday. Like, this guy was really good. He was dynamic and almost transcendent. How like explosive he was, right? It, yeah. And then you look at now he had the, he had the devastating knee injury against the Bears a couple of years, like uh, over a year ago now. Yeah. And he hasn't been right all year. Is he kind of getting the Bo Jackson thing? Like 
He's just so strong mm-hmm. with his lower body extremities, right? That a, a lower body injury just devastates his equilibrium, and he's not the same. Like he just doesn't trust him his burst. Yeah, and that's what made him Saquon. He was just so no. That burst is exactly. I agree, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that burst is the thing that we haven't seen since. He and was different. He was different in that regard. Yeah, it's just, and that's now that you lose that level of superpower, that burst. Like, can you ever get back to that elite level? Can, I'm not can a baseball you- guy. I'm not a baseball guy. But it's if a guy, if if a a, a guy who throws 101 loses his fastball. Yeah. Is he the same? I don't do baseball either, so I'm going to say no. Just No, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, <laughs> if you take that move out of his arsenal, is he still a good football player? Yes. Yes, he's still a good football player, but is he going to be in that tier, like in those tiers? No, he's dropped out of those tiers for you. Right. And, and in that's just... on an offense that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Daniel laugh. Jones. Like, bro – Danny Pennies, like, I mean, like, you throw some dimes, okay, I'll call you Danny Dime, but you throw, if you're, you're, you're playing like a penny, and your, your offense is producing, like, less than 20 points per game, I'm calling you Danny Pennies, like, I, I'm, I'm hating right now, but, I mean. No, that's okay, I mean, hey. Stop is, sucking. This, yeah, just, just do better, that's all we've ever asked. Um. <laughs> I expect better. I expect better. My bad, dude. My bad. I expect better. All right. But let's move on to a couple other teams. I know that we just saw, obviously, the Chiefs won. They are still not out of the woods yet, though. In order to clinch that number one spot, they need the Titans Titans. to lose. Do we think that the Texans have it in them to upset the Titans? The the Texans have been really kind of on a roll the last couple weeks. So they they could put a hurt on. But do we get Derrick Henry back this week? I've seen that he's no, been reactivated. I, I'm just saying, I think that he's going to be on the sideline. No, why would they? And risk him getting hurt? Yes, but I think he's going to be on the sidelines there, and having his presence there, I think, is going to also help the rest of the Titans. Come on, you've got your guy there. Like, is he going to play? No, but that's an energy that helps. Anything, little thing helps. I mean, it's, it's it's the, you know, most prestigious cheerleader we'll ever see. If that is Derrick Henry on the sideline, you know, basically being there for moral support. Um, you know, Dante Foreman's done a, uh, an admirable job. Like he really yeah. has. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, throwing any shade at him. And really, the Titans. Like I, I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to everybody. Like Tannehill, who hasn't had AJ Brown and Julio Jones for a good portion of this. Mike Vrabel, the head coach, like pretty damn good job for them to be in this position, like at this point of the season without Derrick Henry for about half of the year, right? I mean, yeah. like, no, I think that I agree. It's absolutely a tip of the cap to the coach and to the rest of the team for stepping up where they need to step up while suffering so many injuries in a season where everyone else is also, you know, every other week you're missing parts of your squad due to COVID. Um, it's, it Derrick says a Henry lot about having like a, Derrick Henry was having an MVP type. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Derrick no, Henry was having like an MVP type bid. Like, no, yeah, he was putting up numbers where, okay, between weeks two and six, he had a minimum of 110 rushing yards. A minimum. 
of 110 rushing yards. And he had in those weeks, he had three weeks that had three touchdowns in each of those weeks. Like ridiculous. Filthy. Filthy, ridiculous numbers that if he had kept that pace all season long, I mean, not only would it have the conversation surrounding Jonathan Taylor, would he still be talked about as he's been good? Yes, but he would not be the star of that conversation. All of the conversations we talking about Derrick Henry's monumental other. We're talking records on records on records on records on records, right? I mean, with, no, with an expanded season. Number. Yeah. In an expanded and, season, we're talking records on records on records on records. Like, but I mean, it didn't happen. Henry got hurt and, you know. But even after him getting hurt, he still. <laughs> he stayed like the number one running back in fantasy for like an additional three weeks. It was nuts. No, it was like, what the hell is ranked, Henry still doing here? He's still ranked running back 16, despite missing all that he's missed. That's just the amount that he Damn. has already done. Damn. Like, I mean. And Saquon having played as much as he did is 32. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's a great bit of perspective. Great bit of perspective. Um, so all that being said, like Henry coming back, um, I personally like, I know the tight, it's important to get that buy, right? But the, I think part of what gives you that buy is to rest Derrick Henry. Make yes. sure he's 100% right. Because if he can practice right now, he's probably close. But he's probably not 100% right now. Okay, so then my Given follow-up this then. Week, Next week and then heading into the following week, I think he'll be close. But uh, so, okay. I, that's just they, me personally. I, I would rest him. If you think that they can get the win this week, and it sounds like you think that they can. You think the Titans can get the week, the win tomorrow, right? Without him, yes, I do. Without him, yes. Okay, we're not talking about him. So then they don't play him tomorrow. Then they have the bye because they're the number one seed. Right. Then we see him. How do you feel the Titans' playoffs hopes play out when they've got their guy back? Very good. They're a tough out. I mean... Kansas City is always going to be Kansas City, which is yes, the but problem. The problem. City, but then now they'd have to go on the road, though. Yeah, I mean, they would have to go on the road. And I think that doesn't help them at all. And I think that just the fact that Kansas City's defense has looked better recently, but it hasn't been consistent all year long. And Mahomes has not been the same Mahomes all year this year as he was last year. He's, he's just not, been a little bit more inconsistent. He's made a lot more mistakes this year. Just um, just as a whole, I think that there are there are a lot more things that are kind of chipping away at their perfections that we see as the Chiefs go into the playoffs. Right. That make it tougher for them to just automatically get the in. Tested in the vacuum, right? So, I mean, when we're talking about like the Kansas City Chiefs, like yes, their defense has has definitely improved from like the first month of the season where they were. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. But when I'm taking a look at this defense in comparison to where they were, no, they've definitely made strides. Mahomes, although I think a lot of people took the copy and paste button when it came to what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they basically copy and pasted that through the first month of the season. It took a little bit for Mahomes to figure it out. He did because he's Patrick Mahomes, and they rattled off eight straight wins. They lost last week against the Bengals, but the Bengals are a good team, so I'm not concerned about that. I think the Chiefs will still be there, but 
when you're taking a look at all this, like, you know, all the, all the storylines and all like in, in the big picture, right. Um, the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry can keep that chief's offense off the football field. I, I think they can, and I think they've got enough playmakers on the defensive side of the football. Kevin Byard and even Jeffrey Simmons, like Harold Landry, like I they're dangerous if they get that home field advantage. Yeah. Um, so it's Sam, it's an interesting question. Do you sell out and bring Henry back when he's not one hundred percent to win this week to get the home field advantage? So you have the buy, or do you trust your team? to beat the Texans without Derrick Henry. We'll find I, out soon. I think, yeah, we'll find out obviously tomorrow, but I think that, I think that they'll be able to get the win without him. And I think that if they can get that number one seed, it's the Titans are going to be a really tough team to see in the They're playoffs. They're going to get tough out. They're going to be, gonna be um, Last question on another matchup before we get to the win view one, because I am excited to talk about this game. Uh, Packers versus Lions. Obviously the Packers are in. Don't have to do much. How much does Aaron Rodgers play in order to finish getting a couple records for the rest of his teammates? Uh, I mean, I think he's playing a half, three quarters of football max. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. I also ask that for purposes of like DFS tomorrow when you play. Are you playing many Packers as like compared to other weeks that you would be playing them? Or are you kind of avoiding that? I'm I'm avoiding the Packers. I just don't know what to expect. Um yeah. I can't guarantee they're playing, you know, the entire game. Then what the hell am I? I mean, in terms in of like other players that I like, I like AJ Dillon a lot. I think that if they end up resting a lot of Aaron Jones, which I think that they will, I do like. Okay. I'd like I like the sense. upside of of AJ Dillon in that matchup, just for DFS purposes. One to throw it out there, um, just a name to not forget. So let I'm me go you. ahead. I'm gonna somehow I have to redo this. I had it lined up. I don't know where it went, but. I'm going to share my screen so we can start doing this WinView one. Very excited ah. for this. Let's freaking go. Thank you to our friends over at WinView. Guys, please head on over to winview.tv slash doc so you can get $100 matched on your first deposit. It is a lot of fun. Let me get this banner out of the way so you guys can see everything. It's okay. I've been doing this all year long. Thanks. I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not that hard. There we go. All right. Let's cover each of these questions. We've got 10 questions to come over, 10 props. Very excited to get through all of these with you all. Obviously, we're going to start off with the very first and most difficult question, but who wins this game? Tate, it's go a Go Chargers, split. go. I'm going Chargers. Chargers. I know it's on the road. I know it's against the Raiders, uh, but I'm going Chargers with this one. Uh, I, to me, they're the better football team, and the better football team, even though the Raiders have done, I mean, really, tip of the hat to them and everybody on that organization for being able to kind of overcome what has been a tumultuous year, right? With Henry Ruggs and John Gruden, you know, there's so like, many. And I, I think another player, I forget which one, and I can't believe I'm forgetting, but another one got uh, pulled over for a DUI, I think last week or the week before. And it's just like, there's so many off the field issues that the Raiders have had. So the fact that they've been able to pull together as many wins as they had says a lot. I think about Derek Carr and his energy that he has with the team. Um, his leadership. They may be getting Waller back. Like, you know, yeah, that that would help them as well. But huge, yeah. So, so overall, we're going into this win view with the prediction that we feel that the Chargers are walking away with this one, and they're going to win and get into those playoffs. Should, should. All right, all right. Let's go. 
bank it. Next one. Number two, both teams combined to score 47 or more points in this game. So do we feel like this is going to be a high-scoring affair? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, even though there's a recipe where both teams could struggle, I'm, I'm banking the fact that both teams are going to be kind of pulling out all the stops and um, they'll make it happen. It's going to be a higher-scoring game. I think I, you probably won't feel good about it at halftime, but I predict in the second half things start to open up a little bit. All right, we're going to go yes on this one. I agree. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, you know, both teams have to keep competitive this entire matchup because it is you're, you win and you go on. And for that scenario, for both of these organizations, it, I think it means a lot to both teams to get this win. Um, just to put a end to this season, a positive end to their seasons. Um, they've both had ups and downs. You know, I just really feel like it's going to be a very – very intense matchup. All right. Number three, the game is decided by three or fewer points or goes into overtime. Chargers really should handle their business. The Raiders just hang around though. Ah, this is, this is kind of tough. I'm going to, I'm going to say with conviction that the, that the Chargers do their, do their thing. Um, so you're going to say no, I'm going to say no. All right, and we're looking at this spread difference here. For I know, I know, which means it favors what I, my answer is, but eh, it's a division game. There, it's hard to predict. It is a division game. It's very hard to predict. Um, but I kind of agree with you. I feel like they're going to get the win by at least a touchdown. I don't think yeah. it's going to be that close. I think that they the they come back in their. Even if they get back Darren Waller, the Raiders' offense has struggled a little bit in the past, in the, in recent weeks. So they have. I feel like they've also made a lot of mistakes on defense as well. Um, so I just, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm good with saying that I think that the Chargers are going to win by more than three points. Make the prediction. Yeah. On to the next one, number four. Derek Carr records more total passing yards than Justin Herbert in this game. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Um, I'm gonna say no. I, I think that the Chargers will have more success through the air than than the Raiders will. Even though the Raiders are probably, I at least I'm predicting that the Chargers will jump out to a lead and, and probably be able to hold on to that lead throughout the most of this game. Um, I just don't. I, I I see Justin Herbert having a pretty good game, uh, even though you know they could. Get to the Raiders on the ground. I, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Herbert. I'm going with the better player here. I'm I'm thinking Justin Herbert's going to do his thing against okay. the Raiders secondary. I'm also just looking at the last matchup that they had, and Justin Herbert did have more yards than Derek Carr in that one. Herbert had 222, Carr had 196, and an interception. I'm kind I'm liking Justin having more total passing yards than Carr. So, um, I'm going to say we're saying no then, right? Yeah. Reading this correctly. Okay. Yeah. Carr records more total passing yards than Justin Herbert. No. Hard pass. No. No. Not happening. On to the next one. Austin Eckler records more carries than Josh Jacobs in this game. No. No. I'm going to say no. Uh, strictly because I think that Jacobs is the bell cow that's left there in, in Las Vegas where they still kind of roll Austin Eckler in and out of the lineup. Um, we still see some ja Justin Jackson here and there and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I agree. No, I think the only thing that's making me pause is that 
Jacobs is dealing with a rib injury. I don't think that's going to sideline him. I think he's still playing, but that could just mean he's he's not going to give be given that I get much it. volume. Um, but Jacobs I, I'm, is always dealing with some sort of injury, though. So he is. I mean, but we're talking we're talking carries specifically, and I think we all know that Eckler's far more deadly in the passing game and always ends up having such good volume there with higher yards. I mean, on just three catches last week, he had 54 yards. So he just had, 50, he had 54 yards on, on rushes. And that one, he had 58 rushing yards with 17 attempts. Like he's just more efficient with the catches that he gets anyways. And I think that he's going to be utilized more that way. So I agree. Um, if we were talking total yards or total touches, it would be a different conversation. Strictly yeah. carries. I'm going Justin Jacobs or uh, Josh Jacobs. Sorry. Yeah. So we're going to say no then. Correct. I am. Yes. No, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. You can disagree with me. It's fine. I don't want to on this one. I'll probably disagree with you on the next one. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Um, number six, either team records a defensive or special teams touchdown in this game. No, it's rare. Um, eh, no. No. Just doesn't. F- I'm thinking about these defenses. I don't feel like. <laughs> it sounds mean. I don't feel like they're special enough. <laughs> I feel like there's far other there's so many other teams that I like more for this question than this matchup. So I just don't see it happening. Yeah, exactly. The matchup. Like I don't see Justin Herbert or Derek Carr turning the ball over at an alarming rate or throwing a pick six or or something like that. So I'm with yeah. you on this. <laughs> Number seven, each team makes at least two total field goals in the game. Use the risk free. Uh th- th- this is just a damn it. Uh, makes at least two field goals in the game. I'm going to say no. I, I, one of them probably doesn't. They need to make two field goals? I'm going to say yes, but then we'll use our risk-free. This is just silly, man. why not? Because It's why fine. Not? No, 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 no. It's fine. No, just go with the yes. It's fine. That's what your gut tells you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with the yes. Let's go with the yes. Uh, Hunter Renfro records eight or more total receptions in the game. I'm going to say no. That's high. Um, even though... I, and in particular, if Darren Waller plays, hell no. Um, so I'm going to say no. I mean, last week he had nine. Weeks 14 and 13, he had 14, 13, and 12. He had at least nine in those weeks as well. I mean, Waller I don't has think not it's been crazy. for a while, though. He hasn't. But besides Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro is the only other guy for them there in the passing game. I mean, that they've been using so consistently. So here's my contingent answer then. Then I've got one that's, you know, if Waller plays, no. If yeah. he doesn't play, then I would say yes, because he's the main target for, for Derek Carr. Okay, but we have to answer now. <laughs> so I'm saying, do you think Darren Waller is going to play? I do. I think, I mean, they're, a playoff berth is on the line. So I think yeah. that Waller is going to be available. Um, and so for that reason, I, you think no. So that that reason, I say no. Okay. All right. No, I I think that 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 logic makes sense to me. <laughs> Thanks. Every now and then, I say something that makes sense. Well, once in a while, yeah. All right. Mike Williams records a reception of thirty yards or more in this game. Coin, uh, kind of a coin flip, but I mean. I'm going to just play the odds and say no. Yeah, I agree. I feel like 
yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. On to the number, the number 10, the very last question to wrap it up. Any player records two or more receiving touchdowns in the game. That's a who's single player getting two. Who, who's even capable of it? Like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, maybe Darren Waller plays. I think Red Austin Eckler is most capable. Austin Eckler and I think Ron Renfro are the most capable. Um, with Darren Waller back, he would be my other vote for that. But even looking at Keenan Allen, he's only had two touchdowns once this season in a single week. Um, Mike Williams has done it more. He's done it twice, but that was earlier this year. And then looking at Eckler. I'm saying no. Uh, I mean, two two touchdowns is a yeah. high, high. Two receiving touchdowns. Austin Eckler's yeah. only done it once this year. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Two receiving touchdowns. That, that's hard to do. Like, I mean, two total touchdowns, sure. I'd be a little bit more inclined to roll the dice because of the 4.2, like, uh, points bonus that you would get for yeah. answering this. But, nah, I mean, like, with none of that, um, it's just pure receiving. No, nah, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm going no. All right. I agree with you there. Thank you so much, Winview, for letting us play. It is so much fun. It's been a whole year of getting yeah, to work year. with them as our sponsors, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, so thank you guys there. And again, don't forget to go on over to winview.tv slash doc and get your $100 deposit match. It is a lot of fun. We enjoy them over there at Winview. Any last thoughts before we wrap up this week 18 show? And then we get to look forward to far more speculation in the offseason. And obviously, we'll be chatting more of every single playoffs game. We got the NFL playoffs. I mean, like, I, I mean, so without quoting Jim Mora, Colts coach, you, you know, know, you want to. Anyways, I want to, but I'm not going to. Um, everybody knows what I'm referencing. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, no, it's been a great year. It's been a, it's been a transition to, you know, this this new platform, this new show, and it's been fantastic. So, I mean, a great team over at drrodo.com. Um, just want to go ahead and say it's been a fun regular season, and we're looking forward to the postseason, draft season, and everything that comes along with it moving forward in 2022. Oh, yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to a lot of off-season fun. Looking forward to a little bit of a football break as well, because I think we all need a little bit of a break at times, but only after the playoffs and after the, all the Super Bowl fun. Like I'm still yeah, we need a little paid time off, still, you know what I mean? Still plenty to go. And I did not release a stockwatch article this past week, but I am going to put one out this coming Tuesday that will be a retrospective of, of the whole season. So that should be a bit more robust and be a lot of fun for people to read. Again, coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, well, that's coming out on Tuesday. We'll have another episode of the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate here on drrodo.com uh, just next week, heading into wild card weekend. So until next time, later says the tater. Have a good one. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening to the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only Discord right here at drrodo.com. Have a wonderful one, guys. Bye. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.